All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of Car Thoughts with David. I'm your host, as always, David Coward. And today on the show, I am joined by Paula Hall, who is a social media marketing specialist at Merlix. And uh, we are going to talk today about group communication. So, Paula, if you'd just like to introduce yourself, and uh, we'll get started. Awesome. My name is Paula House, and I thank David for having me today. Um, I'm a social media specialist, started off in digital media when I took a class at a tech school by the name of Florida Tech in Melbourne, Florida, where I became interested in web development. And since then, I have become highly interested and highly involved in digital media, social media specifically. Um, and so that's pretty much what I've been doing for the past five years, and I enjoy it very much. It requires me to be um, very technologically savvy, and I'm always learning things. Very cool, very cool. And, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, social media marketing is really where it's at because that's where a lot of people – can't live nowadays, so uh, definitely a good field uh, to get in. And you, you've been in it quite a while, five years. Wow. <laughs> yes, it's super funny because it is one of these industries right now where I think people are still trying to determine the value of it, but we know it's valuable, you know. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's sort of like uh, cryptocurrency or whatever. You know, a lot of people are like, well, you, you, know, you have advertising on different social media spaces, but what's the return on investment? Because it's not like the movie. It's not something tangible you can hold, like a videotape with a commercial on it or something like, like that, <laughs> advertising base. Yes, it's really cool because, you know, you do you do bring value to the table because you're able to, of course, like in, in digital media marketing, like, attract the leads to a company or maybe they provide a service and of course they they get sales from you doing their social media but sometimes some companies aren't necessarily i mean everybody's always looking to uh, how something is going to contribute to their roi but in some instances i found that you know just been helpful for like brand awareness or like hearsay for people to know more about the company um and that's not something that you can always measure um, in like free analytics specifically. Oh, very cool, very cool. So, um, you know, so as far as, uh, you know, what you do and, um, you know, in, in more of the group communication sense, uh, what is it that you like you really, you know, are specializing in or what, what, how do you help like, uh, companies, um, learn to, I guess, communicate better and, and to, uh, build that, that brand image? I think what I do best is I, like, build the group's morale. And I've been really good at doing that for a very long time for whatever reason. I don't know if it was, like, an innate thing or something that I learned. But I think uh, match with just, like, a great upbringing and having a degree in communication studies that when I come into a company, um, especially in my job in social media, it has required me to be a more sociable person I usually bring the team together, and I've always enjoyed doing this um, online and offline. I think I do a really good job at bringing the company together, um, boosting the group's morale, um, making everyone like each other a little bit more, making people um, want to talk to each other a little bit more and kind of um, become more comfortable with each other and really 
um, it's kind of funny because people sometimes are hiring people and they're like, you know, we want you to be a part of our family. And sometimes I think that can be a little bit hokey. But for me, I, I, that is one of the things that I specialize at doing. Oh, cool, cool. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm that, I understand, uh, having had several jobs in the corporate industry, um, you know, communication is important. You know, it is, is really uh, important for a team to be able to work together for them to actually be able to communicate with one another and to actually kind of know one another because, you know, you kind of understand like, you know, somebody's, you know, says something, you know, might be misconstrued if you don't really know the person, but if you know their personality a little bit, you know, you kind of understand, oh, well, that's just so and so. You know, that's, that's, that's yeah. how they are sometimes, you know, so, so I, yeah, I no. definitely come in handy. I've never worked in that type of environment, but I have worked with a person who's, like, going to learn who everyone is, and I certainly want to, you know, be friends with everyone, if not be friendly towards everyone. And at the end of the day, I always end up knowing everyone and everybody likes me. And it's a big job and a big responsibility because you essentially become the person that people feel like they can, like, go to for, like, some type of, like, conflict resolution or someone who's going to, like, brighten their day when they walk in if they're having a hard day. It requires you to be, like, super transparent yourself, and you have to make sure that you're also always in a good mood, and so you have to have your, like, house in order, and that can be really difficult if you, you know, you have your own trials and stresses during the day, so you want to make sure that you are level-headed and you're right-minded um, so that when you get to work that you're able to be that person for everyone, and I've always enjoyed that because it's, like, it's really altruistic, but it's also, like, intrinsically motivated for me because it always makes me feel better about myself anyway. So, like, when I leave work, I feel like I've done my job and then some because I've done this, like, actual job and then I've done, like, this, like, um, this more, um, how do I say, uh, like, uh, emotional part of the job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's uh... – that's important because, you know, I mean, having that, that person that, you know, that you are, you know, uh, you know, you're able to keep the team motivated because you're, you're out there, you know, helping kind of bring, bring everybody together and, and bring that energy and that, uh, you know, that joy, so to speak, as well to the work environment. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's nice. You got to have that 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 guy at work and I think now we have more of those people which I think is really cool because I mean in a sense it's like you're like having a positivity contest which is kind of funny but I think it's awesome because now you know it's not like anyone's like soul or like exclusive responsibility everybody's trying to make sure that everybody is like feeling good about themselves oh yeah yeah I mean and that that's that's super important because nobody wants to go to work and be like in a miserable environment where they're just like, Oh, you know, we're all just here. We're all, you know, we're all just waiting for five o'clock to roll around. Um, yeah. You know, and a funny, funny story. I, I actually, one place I worked, um, there was this guy, he was a little bit out there, you know, a uh, little bit, uh, different guy. And I, I had to work really hard to build a relationship with him. Um, cause the first time I ever talked to him, I said, Hey, um, I don't even remember the guy's name, but I was like, hey, uh, you know, there's this problem with this system, and um, I was asked to let you know about it so you could fix it. He turns to me, he's like, you have not been here 30 days yet, so you don't get to talk to me. I was like, whoa, right. okay, wow. Uh, 
and, and that was a little intimidating. I said, well, I was actually sent by my boss's boss to come tell you this because they were on a call. So, And he's like, oh, okay, well, just, just so you know, on normal days, until you've been here 30 days, you don't talk to me. And I was like, okay. So. I've known that. I've known this person before. I've worked for a company, and I knew a woman. She said I couldn't call her a nickname because we weren't, like, friends. Yeah, and I've had I've known a person like that before where and I think it's because they feel like, you know, they're more like um reserved about close relationships. And I can appreciate that yeah. because yeah. yeah, because sometimes you have to like proceed with caution with people. But yeah, it's still oh. funny because I'm more like if I meet you, I feel like we've known each other our whole lives or something. Yeah, yeah, and and that's usually the way I am. So when they asked me, there, I was like, "Well, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll go tell uh, Sean." That was the guy's name, Sean. I, I was like, "No problem. I'll go <laughs> tell Sean. No big deal. You're busy. I'll, you know, I'll take care of it." And, and of course, after I hit that 30 day mark, me and him were close. We were good friends. He'd come up and chat yeah. with me, just yeah. tell me random stories about his life, and everything was cool. But yeah, some people just have like, like you said, that they have to build up that that trust or that level. Once you meet that yeah. requirement, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that, but it does like create like some type of like hierarchy in a way, and like that's great and all, but it's kind of like creates like some type of like elitist like status, and then you find that this person's like super like maybe like a softy anyway or whatever, so to speak. But, yeah, I usually just, like, override that, and I'm like, well, I'm going to, you know, call you whatever anyway, like, make some type of joke or something, and then, like, we just, like, set it off. Because I'm always like, what is up with that? Like, I, we don't have any time to be reserved or anything like that. So I try to just, like, be funny anyway, and I'm like, oh, so, Barb. <laughs> Barb, yeah. So I've never had, but maybe one person do that where I was like, okay, I'm going to respect this person. Um their wishes in this instance, because I was like, maybe there's a reason why someone feels that way. I was like, obviously someone could feel this way, but I just thought to myself that it was just, like, so strange because I was like, I've never felt, I mean, I have felt that I want to, like, you know, take time to, like, get to know people, especially that I work with, but I've never been able to do it because I'm just so excited to get to know everyone that I'm like, I at least, like, if someone, like, you know, presents an idea that I disagree with, I finally can feel like I can, like, disagree with someone who I'm close to friends with. Because being someone who's, like, trying to make sure that everyone gets along, you often uh, often become, like, a people pleaser. Or you're a people pleaser, you're like, say yes, man. And that's okay, in a sense, because you're just trying to, like, do, like, a decision made by consensus, like, of things to, like, certainly incorporate everyone's opinions. So you're like, yeah, of course, yeah, of course, or I can understand that. But I finally have gotten to the point where, like, I can finally say, like, okay, well, I don't think that that's the best idea. And, you know, still do it in such a fashion that I make sure that that person knows that it's not a personal thing. But there was, there has been a time, which I thought was productive anyway, but it still can be, like, super selfless in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and that and that's what I, you know, learned about about him is apparently I was one of a long line of employees that coming on there. So, yes. so obviously he did have a, a reason for that. And I, once I found that out, I was like, okay, yeah, I totally get it. I was like, dude, they're going to have to like push me out the door. You know, I, yeah. I really enjoy this job. I just, uh, you know, I just <laughs> didn't know that, but, but yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, I think that's, that's true too, as you get to know people better and build those relationships, 
Um, yeah. You can then turn around and say no, and it's not out of any form of disrespect, but it'll, right. you know, you because you've built that respect, and you can say, okay, well, I see where you're going with this, but really, right now, we're right. that we just can't. Maybe later, but right now, we can't. Right. So, yeah. Or maybe you have someone who becomes your friend at work, and they're like trying to tell you something about their personal lives that maybe they're trying to make a decision, and you would like to like make them happy, so you might have to the. Uh, feeling that you want to tell them like yeah that's a great idea but in fact you don't think it's a good idea well i'm finally i'm proud to say that i am able to say that's not a good idea and you know from my experience this is why um not to tell you something that you don't want to hear but you know it seems to me that would be more productive to do something this way and that's like i think that it's more effective to tell someone the truth about what you think than to just tell someone what they want to hear for sake of them being in a better mood and like being able to be productive, like productive in the group. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing is, uh, you know, um, people are coming to you for advice. You know, they may be wanting to hear that answer that they want to hear, but at the end of the day, your your feedback. And if you just tell them what they want to hear, you know, you, 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 may give them the answer they want they may be happy but you know they may once they actually get it or whatever the situation is that they're trying to work through they might realize like man i wish they would have told me to not do this because this was a big mistake (laughs) yeah 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 no i've worked in like the hospitality industry and so we often have like people come in and like something's going on in their lives so someone would be like paula this is happening i'd be like oh it's okay why don't you just you know, stay with that person, that boyfriend of yours who's terrible. But finally, I got to the point where I was like, no, I was like, no, not a good idea. Um, you know, and, you know, if you need some time or whatever. But I want to say, like, just whatever I could say so that they could just, like, get it together so that we could all get the job done. But it, it does require you to be. And I think that that relationship is works better out in the long run, the one where you actually tell someone your honest opinion. Um, but, you know, it can sometimes be tempting to just tell someone what they want to hear because you think that it will, like, solidify a relationship quicker, which I think is like, you know, um, it's like instant gratification, and that's not not exactly what we're going for. Right, yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, a lot of people do look for that, and it's like, yeah, this is this is a long race. You know, this is not a not a sprint. You know, life is a is a journey, <laughs> and you yeah, yeah. got to play for for the long game. You can't you can't always focus on the what will get me through the next five minutes. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> precisely. Indeed, indeed. And I find that positivity works most. So, I always try to be as positive with my group as possible, whether it be in school or at work. Um, that's always been super helpful, um, meeting people where they are. So I find that, you know, one of my best email techniques is talking to someone the way that they talk to you. And I don't know if you heard that or are familiar with that. I just read that recently. But it's always been one of my most um, effective email writing techniques or even talking to people face-to-face in, like, an interpersonal relationship, um, not being afraid to – go to where that person is so that you can um, you can establish with them trust. And I think that's super important when you're communicating in groups. 
I have actually not not heard that before, but I, in emails, usually when I'm emailing somebody, if they send me a message, I try and respond back in the same type of uh, yeah. guess, format and method that they type. So if they're like, yes. you know, hey, Dave, or whatever, I respond back, hey, Frank, or, or, <laughs> yeah. or Julie, or, you know, so I kind of keep the format the same until they change the rules, you know, because eventually they'll drop off the hey or you know, whatever, so I try and keep it. The only thing I really don't do is, like, if somebody's like, dear David, I'm like, I, yeah, that's kind of, like, old-fashioned, and I don't want to, you know, it's uh, kind of weird, so I might say hi or hello, but uh, no. but for the most part, it's I keep super, the formatting the same. Cause, it's gosh, a super smooth I, I, move. <laughs> it's a super smoothest move, actually, because basically what you do, and, like, I've done this job with Pete, so I, if someone says dear, I'll respond with dear. If someone says 5 p.m., like, p.m., you better believe I'm not going to put, like, a capital p.m. or something like that. And especially, they say, if you're, like, trying to acquire a job and you're talking to someone in, like, a human resources department or something like that. But I've always done that with my friends. Like, if someone text messages me something or if I receive an email from, like, a student who I'm in, like, a, a peer or something, I always respond to them the way that they speak to me. Or if I'm talking to, like, you know, um, like a relative or something, I try to speak to them the way that they're speaking to me because what it does is it makes that person feel like you, like, respect them in such a fashion that, you know, like you're willing to, I don't know, it's kind of like um, you're like, uh, you're mocking them, you know what I mean? And people like to be mocked. So I found that, that was, I thought that before I even read that. So I thought that was really cool because I was like, that makes complete sense, you know what I mean? Like, it just makes it easier for the communication first and foremost. Um, before you, you know, can get, once you get to know each other a little bit better, then you can unveil yourself a little bit more. And then, but that's after someone, like, trusts you. So I do, yeah, I think that's funny. Because at first I'm like, you know, I just want to be myself. But you have to first, like, establish some type of credibility in a sense. And that's a way of doing so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, um. And, yeah, and, and like you said, you know, you're kind of adapting to what they are. But at the same time, I, I also felt like, uh, in a way, it proved to them that I actually read everything they wrote because yeah. I, was able to, I was able to mimic that. And then, obviously, yeah. I'm not, like, writing the exact same thing back to them, but I'm writing the, the exact same format and the same wording and, and techniques that they used. Yeah. It's, like, it's yeah, like you're I, saying, I, I like take you. The time. Yeah, I like, like the way you write. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you seem cool or <laughs> respectable or something. I'm going with you. <laughs> so yes, I think that's hysterical. I mean, that just seems to be always effective, and it's just it's agreeable. And I think that that is helpful to be agreeable. People like um, people that are like easy to get along with, and I think that's what that communicates that you're like easy to get along with. You're not going to do something because I think also what it can do it, can, it like challenges people. And if you're, like, sitting there challenging yourself all day, it can become kind of, like, um, tiring. And so you don't – if someone has sent you an email back where they say something different than what you're saying, then it makes you think – I think question yourself. <laughs> so that's just, you know, people like to be assured. Um, so I think that is – it's a nice thing to do for people. Yeah, and, and, and building that trust, uh, you know, especially in – and what you're doing with social media marketing, you know, is important because you have, 
these people that you know you're trying to advertise or to to get a brand message out to, and you've got to Absolutely. build that trust very quickly. So you know, absolutely, it's, very it's so important to, to do that. I was just doing a post last night, and I was thinking that I've been doing a lot of social media for myself and for different companies, and. I was wanting to write in the style that I've been writing for another company because I've done lots of researching recently. So as far as I'm concerned, I've, like, leveled up at my content writing, right? But I was like, I need to speak the same way that I've been talking to this audience previously because they've gotten accustomed to talking to them in a certain tone of voice in this style. And it kind of speaks to the organization's culture and um and mission and goals so i was like oh man like i want to change this but it's like nice because we've built this kind of like community um writing style um especially for at-risk communities which is like a super altruistic cause so the way i usually speak is like more team oriented or um group oriented like it's all about us coming together and um, helping out the community in the ways in which we can. And so it's always like a super selfless tone of voice that I'm coming from. And so I just thought it was funny because I was going to do something that I considered to be a little bit more, um, like edgy in a way. But I was like, I'm not going to be able to do that, even though I think that it would be more, um, it would like increase engagement would be better for our statistics, but it's not, it wasn't the same way that I previously been communicating. So, yeah, it just you know it was important for me to be be consistent and stay consistent because and the post ended up doing well and it got great responses so I was happy that I chose to to do that. But it is really oh, yeah, important. Yeah. It's like you have to be consistent. Right, and I have actually uh, I have experience with that because uh, with this very podcast I tried to make like yeah. little changes. Um, like for instance, I bought up better quality microphone with noise cancellation and I bought yes. um and I and I hired a guy to do voice a voiceover intro and outro for me. And um I had people reach out to me and they're like, Oh, I can't you know, because normally I recorded the show in my car. That's why it's called Car Thoughts and uh, <laughs> people would would message me and they're like, Oh, I can't hear the car anymore. I, I, I don't hear the road noise. I don't hear the vehicles driving past and the sirens oh, or whatever no. you know, whatever noises, <laughs> the, the trains or whatever they would hear on the drive. Um, and then, of course, with the voiceovers, I had people saying, like, hey, you know, that's not you anymore. That's someone else. You know, the way you worded stuff when you do the intro to the show is different. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I took <laughs> off. I took off the custom intro and outro. I went back to using my regular headphones. Um, the yes. before that didn't have the noise cancellation because it totally changed the uh, the tone, like you said, of what I was <laughs> doing. So I definitely right. definitely understand exactly where you're coming from on that. Yes, and you're talking to a certain audience. They say that um, just off topic that you want to talk to the people who are already following you. So if you are doing, you know, talking to you just already analyze your audience and you just find out your audience is like something that they're responding to is like what you're saying, like they like the, they dig the car noises or the traffic surrounding noises, then you want to keep talking to that person. And so I think that's funny. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's hysterical actually. Cause you're like thinking you're about to do something that's going to improve your podcast. And then people are like, Hey man. <laughs> yeah. And that, and that was the thing, you know, I was trying to make it fancier. Cause I mean, I've heard so many people, 
you know, uh, like these professional podcasters where they're like, oh, yeah. I wouldn't listen to a show if it doesn't sound like you recorded it in a studio or, you know, yes. like, like, I mean, people that are like very, you know, turn up their nose to people who are like breaking into the podcast scene. And it's like, yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll try and fancy things up, you know, a little bit. And, uh, and yeah, yeah I, like I said, I got responses pretty much nearly immediately where people <laughs> Oh no no no! I miss. I I need to hear the sound of your car. That's what makes the show <laughs> show. And it's like, oh okay okay, I can do that. <laughs> How funny! That's hysterical. <laughs> I mean, I get that though because I thought that car thoughts with David sounded really cool. I was like, I would listen to a podcast. I'm pretty sure that sounds something like that. And I'm pretty sure on NPR. I cannot ever really focus entirely on it. But I I did think that was awesome because it was like that's a an awesome um, category, and I I get that. I get that, but I was going to touch on positivity again because I just wanted to um, reiterate the fact that I think one of the things that also helps in group communication is if you maintain positivity, then you don't hijack um, the group in the sense that you don't um, you don't misinterpret something and then and then get to a space that you you kind of miss the opportunity to get to, like, the great space of everyone, you know, being highly productive and um, and that generally being because everyone is, like, getting along with each other. And so uh, I think that's critical um, when you're trying to maintain positive or be consistent in your positivity is that you don't, you know, because like, it can happen to someone where you think someone's, like, saying something mean or you think that someone is like doing something that is like to to maybe like that's like undermining or something, and I never let that happen to me. But on the off chance that it does, I have to like retract and like remember that there are a bunch of things going on. I just listened to a a um a, a vlog recently, and this guy was like. He's like, what you have to understand is that there's a bunch of stuff going up there, on out there that you have no idea about. You <laughs> just like to be empowered in that. And I thought that was funny because it rejuvenated me and my energy for group communication because, or just being like positive in general, especially in group settings, because you, it does remind you that you have no idea like what's going on 100% of the time. So it is best to be positive because then you always have this like, awesome outcome every single time and it's just like without a doubt and I think it is funny because I so many times or or not so many times but I've witnessed it where people are like negative and then something that they think is happening is entirely not what's happening so yeah that is just to add to that oh yeah yeah I mean and a lot of times you know we only see like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what's going on in people's lives sometimes. So, yes. you know, um, it's, it's being positive and, you know, showing that positivity and that joy and that excitement. It's hard for somebody to really stay negative, uh, in yeah. that type of an environment. Uh, I don't know why this comes to mind, but the, the Twizzlers commercial with Ronda Rousey yeah. where they are like dangling the Twizzler in front of her face and she's just sitting there and then all of a sudden she starts laughing. It's like it's kind of like that, you know. Eventually, you know, you're going to win the person over, and, and, and you know, their their other things are kind of going to melt away, and they're gonna they're gonna be absorbed in that because negativity catches on. 
uh, like a disease uh, in a, in a yes. group environment, but at the same time, so does positivity. Yes, yes. So, I was just reading about groupthink before I talked to you because I, in my communication studies major, I, we learned about all these theories, like um, some of which are groupthink or uncertainty reduction theory was one of my favorites, and um, expectancy, expectancy violations theory was another good one. And mainly what it comes down to in a lot of sense, of the of the major or philosophy, if you want to go that far, is that people are generally just trying to like understand one another, and so and and using different techniques, they're trying to understand one another. And so when you get in a group of different people or similar people, you're generally just trying to like break down and analyze so that you can better understand the other person. Is like is usually our goal. So I think in order to do that, you know, being positive is has been probably my go-to number one thing in order to do that because you just – you eliminate a lot of, like, chaos and disorder, and you're able to, like, see that person as their best self. And I guess, you know, that's who I'd like to see people as because then it allows me the ability to be able to, like, really – um see their, their qualities like in a like hyper sense of 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 the word. Like or, or in their like their their qualities like really show themselves. And it's like I'm glad I got the opportunity to see you in this way. And yeah, yeah. In like any type of group setting, whether it be like at church or if you're in school is like one of my favorite examples because I it took me so long to graduate. I was a super senior. So I was in lots of classes, and I always had to be, like, the person in class who was, like, making the class go along. Like, so somebody didn't get distracted, or maybe the teacher didn't get angry or something, or, like, maybe someone's doing in the hall and someone's, like, getting agitated or something. I've always had to be that guy where I, like, make sure that it's kind of like a boundary spanner in the sense. And it's just so funny because it's so easy for people to like go off and like trail off on some type of like different thought path. <laughs> so what's been for me is like, no matter what, I'm going to stay positive in the situation and not like, you know, let anything bother me for one, because if you become like bothered by something, then like, or offended is like the worst, you know? And so it's just so funny because you can like, and it seems to me, that in in the in group settings, but I mean in any communication setting, you will like you can like watch someone like completely missing like what the other person is saying because they're beginning offended, and so you know then I have to be like, hey, you know, all this guy was trying to say was that you know he wanted to make sure that you understood this concept when maybe the student is like misinterpreting that and they think that. The teacher's, like, telling them they're, like, failing or something, and it's so weird. So, yeah, I would say that's probably, like, the ultimate thing that I've learned is, um, you know, certainly incorporate everyone's opinion and their thoughts and their ideas and their perspectives. But also, you know, and, and the thing that's getting difficult is that, you know, there are people who are, like, more realistic and more critical. So they're willing to, like, weigh in the fact that someone – may or may not be, like, challenging them or, like, an opposing party. So that's hard. Um, 
but I think that I'm going to be like devil's advocate and be the person who continues to be positive so that I can like see, you know, how things or what the outcomes are in that regard. Because for me, it's always great. Um, but you know, it's quite possible that I'm like missing something that maybe that there's like a, um, a more, um, like, uh, like deeper, like, deeper outcome sometimes if you're like willing to like have more conflict what do you think oh yeah i mean i've always been that uh you know play the both sides of the coin or the devil's advocate type myself so i try and look at things from different angles um i believe on the gallup strength finder it's called strategic um which i believe based on what you're talking uh sounds like that's probably one of your top five strengths if you were to take that that uh yeah um but, yeah, I think that's important because, you know, everybody interprets things differently because of the lenses uh, of life and experience and everything that they've had. So sometimes you've got to jump on that other side and be like, okay, well, you know, what's the outcome of this? What, you know, and go through that thought process and follow that channel out to where it ends and be like, okay, well, that's not it. Let's try another outcome right. and just keep thinking through it so that you can help bring that person into the fold so that they understand that, like, for instance, as your example, you know, the person's not saying you're failing. They just want to make sure that you've got it so that you don't fail. You know, it's, it's it, you. Right, and figure out right. Interpretation. Right, right. But I guess for me, it's also, like, uh, to be positive in in the sense of being able to, like, walk in and everybody knows that you're, like, in a great mood is, like, a culmination of you being positive uh, before then. So it's like one of those things where, like, of course, you know, you can always turn your front upside down and you can turn the day around or turn the day upside down if you should choose. But I think that it's, like, my best times are when I'm, like, you know, like, on it, like uh, anything, you know, making sure, okay, how to hiccup back to work, no problem, you know, fix that, resolve, no stress about it, didn't have any anxiety about it, all right, I go to lunch or something, and I'm like the we're in the line, we're waiting. I don't get like agitated or anything. I'm really nice to the the um, the cashier or something, and then I leave. And perhaps I'm in traffic or something. I'm not like stressing out. Somebody like jumps out in the street. I don't like panic or anything. And then maybe I like come home and I'm hanging out with my family and like any maybe like my sister's like kind of like sassy or something while I'm like oh you know like coming back at her because I'm not like in this like negative mindset or maybe I'm like more like the water to the fire or whatever and I'm like oh no problem you know and so it just I think that it's important to remember that it's like a train you know you have to have like the momentum of positivity which is so funny because it like can be kind of um it's like a, a double-edged sword because sometimes you don't know if you're, like, ultimately positive. I'm just kidding. Like, I know now, but, like, I, I try to, like, I try to, like, watch myself about that in the sense that I'm, like, I, you know, want to be my best, like, 150% so that everybody's smiling. Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's uh, you know, great because, I mean, you're building, like you said, that momentum. Uh, you know, yes. you're adapting those situations and maintaining that positivity yes. throughout, like wa- like water. You know, uh, you know, like uh, Bruce Lee saying, you know, to be like water. You know, if water isn't a cup, it becomes a cup. If it's in a, you know, if it's uh, in a stream bed, it becomes a stream or whatever. You know, it yes, whatever circumstance, yes, it the fact that it is still water, no matter where. It yeah, is, just 
right. uh, is doing different things at different times. That's a good quote. It makes you also see, like, you know, what you're saying, like, uh, to add to that, it's super flexible, you know, and it's like exactly. uh, you're still the same person, yes, but you're able to, like, you know, bend for people in ways that other people are not able to. And then I think that not only makes you – um, a leader in a sense, but also makes you more likable. And but yeah, it's like it's nice to be able to be flexible for people, because like you're talking about in companies and organizations and such, I found that like when they like changed from like vertical um, leadership to like more horizontal leadership, it was really great. But um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it just um, – it was helpful because I think that it gave everybody more of an opportunity to have input. And so that's why I like being flexible because I'm willing to, like, incorporate everyone's input. And that's super important in groups because then nobody feels like they're getting they're getting left out, which is always a big deal. Um, and then sometimes you catch a perspective or an idea that you might have missed if you weren't – if you weren't willing to incorporate everyone's ideas. And then, of course, you know, I don't know, those, that just always seems to be, like, I think um, really effective and it's, like, progressive, so to speak. Um, I think that's really cool because then, you know, people, everybody is feeling like they're important and everyone is important. So I think that's that's a great way about going about um a good strategy in group communication. Yeah, yeah, because it, it builds up um, uh, engagement, you know, because yeah. people are more willing to engage and be part of the yeah. to communicate when they realize that, hey, wait a second, the last time I was here, I uh, my ideas were listened to and they were valued and we implemented some of those things. So you get that positive reinforcement. Yes. But you continue. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, how often does that happen? Not too often. and Or not that it doesn't happen often, but there was a time, like our generation, I guess, I don't know how old you are, but I know, like, baby boomers, it was so, uh, I think the word is uh, unilateral, that or vertical at least, that people, it was like, you know, so hierarchical. And so, and that's fine, you know, I can appreciate that because at the end of the day, someone has to be the decision maker. But it's kind of scary also because, then it, to me, seems like you can have, like, tunnel vision in the sense that if you have, like, a priority or a goal and you're not listening to everybody else, you might, like, just, like, be doing something that's super ineffective. And that is a scary thing, to me at least, because it can be, like, a time waster. And, yeah, and but I agree with you. You have, like, this, like, this empathetic thing that happens where everybody starts to feel like they can express themselves. And it's like, great, because you have this like zen like experience. I went to a, um, a, uh, like a, um, a sustainability meet one time and I'm in North Carolina and it was about, uh, just like being nice to the planet. And we have this like group meeting where everybody like shared their feelings or whatever. And I felt so much better. And it was just so funny because I'd never been in one of these things before. It was really, really helpful. But, yeah, everybody just, like, became, like, undone as, like, saying, like, I'm so upset right now because this happened to me or something like that. Or I'm so grateful for this. And it was really nice. But it was just cool that to see how people came together after that because we had the opportunity to really express ourselves and, like, tell how we how we actually our deepest feelings about things. Yeah. I, mean, I think the lady here. 
the Zen lady. Yeah. I was like, this is silly, but it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that's so true too, because that that getting those um, those emotions out into the universe, getting those feelings, those thoughts out, I think it's good yeah. therapy too, because a lot of people hold on to stuff when they shouldn't. And that really yeah. ties into people not being positive or not being happy because, you know, they've got all these these things tied up inside of them. And when you're able to let those things go and release all that yeah. frustration or, or whatever, you know, out there, yeah. it, it, you're no longer holding on to it. So that uh, builds on positivity and the ability to communicate better as well. Well, I hope that because it's funny enough for me when I've, like, you know, try to establish an environment where people felt like everyone was liked and everyone was, like, you know, equal, then what it did do for me is sometimes, like, what you're saying is that I was not, I was, like, unable to express myself in a way. So you're right. There does need to be, like, a space for you to actually, like, because for me, it was, like, a mind game. Like, if I I'm not going to walk in a class and, like, call someone, like, uh, pretentious or something or, like, a snob or something, then I'm not going to think that, like, behind their back either. So it's like I would never be able to acknowledge that maybe, indeed, this person could be snobby or something. But then what it did was, like, which was great because when I interact with that person again, I wouldn't find them to be snobby. You know, then you end up having, like, an actual conversation. But if you don't have the opportunity to actually, like, process something that might not be, like, entirely all the way positive, then it can be, like, um, kind of frightening because maybe you are, like, I mean, where other people might say where they, because, you know, these different, like, uh, colors on the color wheel or your emotional wheel, you know, I would eliminate. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny because I do agree that at some point you, you may need to, like, actually analyze what may, you know, these other characteristics about people, which I don't necessarily think it has to be bad. It just is an observation. But I always try to, like, if something seems, like, polarizing, and especially in a bad way, try to uh, not think that about people. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the thing is, you know, it it may just come down to your perception, so you got to step back and look, use a little self-awareness and realize that, okay, why did I have this and what is it about me or them that made me think that? And then you can move forward and, and uh, you know, realign with, you know, how you perceive that person. Yes, 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 yes. Super critical, especially at work. I think it's super valuable at work. Um, I've worked for a couple of nonprofits and these people can always be like, you know, everybody like is super motivated about the goal and the cause that you have to be really careful about, you know, making assumptions about people. And yes, absolutely have your own, have self-awareness. That is key. I definitely agree. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so thank you. I mean, so much for, for coming on the show. It's, been a blast i can't even hear about your uh you know your your uh communication skills and everything that you're doing i mean that's uh, i i definitely feel a lot more positive in my day yeah, <laughs> uh, so far with you so so yeah uh, uh, so, so as far as uh finding out more about what you do or or who you are getting in touch with you what's the best ways to learn more about paula on social media 
Yes, I'm so excited. I just finished my website. I'm at paulahealthphbalance.com. Um, I have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, you should be able to find me. I can provide you with a link to my website and all my social channels if you'd like. But, again, it's Paula Health, H-A-U-S-P-H-Balance.com. Um, I try to stay level-headed, and I think pH balance at the end made a lot of sense. So, And I'm glad to be here with you. Thank you for allowing me to talk about group communication. I did my best from, you know, just off the top of my head, these things I think about on a daily basis pretty much. And, of course, I hope you are having a positive rest of your day and continue out um, maintaining as much of a positive attitude as you can so you can be as effective as possible in groups. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it was a pleasure having you on the show. And, yeah, definitely send me the, the links, and I'll put them on the show notes. And, uh, Thank you yeah, so we'll, much, David. We'll, uh, oh, yeah, you're welcome. Do you think all coffee companies are the same? Are you sick of companies misusing their donations? Tattered Beans is different. Tattered Beans is a veteran-owned coffee company that donates a portion of all sales directly to veterans, active duty, military, and first responders. From each $12 bag of coffee sold, Tattered Beans donates $4 directly to the profile the customer chooses. Sign up today at submit.tatteredbeans.com. Purchase coffee and support those who lay their lives on the line at tatteredbeans.com.